0: the fuck is going on, everyone? I'm Val, and it's just me this week, and this is 20 What Podcast. Hey, guys, uh, Val's corner this week. My name doesn't, it's no alliteration with corner, but hey, it's just Val. I'm in the studio by myself. It's really, really lonesome and kind of weird just talking to myself in here, but, like, I figured... I, I talk to myself enough when I'm home alone that this this should be e- easy-peasy, lemon-squeezy, you know, but it is hard, and I miss Kayla. I haven't seen her in, like, two or three weeks. So the reason we are alone the past two weeks, well, it dates back to, like, three weeks ago. I got scheduled on, like, Memorial Day, no bigs. It's just the name of the service game. Um, so Kayla came in and recorded by herself, and then I was supposed to record by myself Monday because then this week... So Kayla did the corner last week and then she went to Miami because she deserved it and she's vaccinated. So she went and just like chilled down there for a few days. But um, Monday, I, you know how I got asthma. I have asthma apparently now. Rewind. I got COVID back in January and that kind of fucked my lungs up so long story short I had an asthma attack and I had to miss the studio on Monday but here we are roundabout we're here I'm blabbering see this is what happens when I don't have Kayla to keep me on track where is my Virgo anyway happy pride month motherfuckers if you didn't know I'm Val and I'm gay as fuck unless you're some guy that I have fucked which there are a few of you Quite a few of you. Um, uh, yeah, I was just trying to figure it out. And, you know, I want to make it very clear that who you have had sex with or you want to have se- your past, like, having sex with men doesn't make you less of a gay person. If you have had sex before you figured yourself out being bisexual and having being in a relationship with a man does not make your attraction to women any less valid. We do not do biphobia here on the 20 what podcast. That's why I'm honestly not a huge fan of like the gold star lesbian notion. Cause I'm like, it doesn't make you any more of a pure or better lesbian because you have never had sex with a guy. Um, so yeah, that's just, um, to kind of inch us into a lot of what today's episode is about. I wanted it to be a Val's Corner, like a few of my favorite things, definitely want to talk about them. Um, but for the most part, it is pride month and I think it would be frivolous for me to do a pride month episode and not talk about how pride began. Um, because Pride didn't just come out to be the United States was not always a wonderful place for um, the gays, and gay marriage was not always legal, and we, we got to be real here, Pride started as a riot. Um, so if you are not aware, um, they were the Stonewall Riots, but the Stonewall Riots were not the first time that LGBTQ plus people stood up against police harassment. Before that, there was a riot in L.A. at uh, Cooper Donuts. Is it Donuts? Donuts. Oh, my God, I'm so dumb. Cooper Donuts in San Francisco. Cooper Donuts and in San Francisco at uh, Compton's Cafeteria. But Stonewall is the best known um, and led to the creation of what we know as Pride Today. Um, It started with a police raid on a hot summer night in Greenwich Village. Cops stormed the Stonewall Inn, arresting patrons and forcing them into waiting police vehicles. But a nearby crowd grew restless and angry, and eventually it's a a debate over who started um, whipping onlookers into fighting back. They pelted the police. They they forced homophobic cops to retreat and the aggressive street confrontations continued over the next few nights. So it, it was really like they, they were fighting back. And at the forefront of this movement were black trans women. That's that's why when we talk about Pride Month, especially like this past year, last June after the m- murder of George Floyd, June when we saw that big that big wave of the Black Lives Matter movement erupt during Pride Month, was kind of, not symbolic, but, you know, black trans women were at the forefront. We would not have pride without black people. Let's make that like very, very clear. We would not have pride without Marsha P. -P Johnson. We would not have pride without these humans that fought for us so anyway following the stonewall riots organizers would build onto that spirit of resistance and then the following year they organized a march to central park they adopted a theme of like gay pride as a counterpoint to the prevailing attitude of shame and with all of this you there's there's so many other issues that come up within the gay community you know the aids epidemic everything that like in in america gay men still cannot give blood i'm pretty sure. So, like, we're, we're not done, f- like, this homophobia is still internalized within our system, but we have to remember the people that literally also lost their do- their lives, okay, for all of this. Going along with Marsha P. Johnson was Sylvia Rivera. She was also a veteran of the Stonewall Uprising. She was a tireless advocate for gay rights. Uh, she fought hard against the exclusion of transgender people from, from the, the Sexual Orientation Non-Discrimination Act in New York and was a loud, persistent voice for the rights for the rights of people of color and low income queers and trans people with close friend, Marsha P Johnson. She co-founded the street transvestite action revolutionaries star group which was a group dedicated to helping homeless young drag Queens, gay youth and trans women. Um, the, these people were at the forefront, you know we would which is why like your whole your allyship is nothing. If you don't stick up for trans people, your ally is nothing. if you don't stick up for queer people of color, your allyship means nothing if it is only mainstream gay white allyship. your, your allyship means fucking nothing if your boyfriend is homophobic. your allyship means nothing if you sit by and, and you don't, don't say anything while people throw around slurs. These things are so, so important to queer culture and queer history. And another thing I want to talk about is rainbow fucking capitalism. Uh, If I see you eating Chick-fil-A ever, but especially during the month of June, fuck you. Fuck you. You know, actually, story time. I, I was uncomfortable speaking about this for a little while but when I lived in South Carolina I was wor- this kind of goes along with my coming out journey this episode's a mess I'm so sorry guys my brain's been a mess lately but um you're just getting the the inner workings of it so you're very welcome um but no when I was living in South Carolina when I was working for a non um I want to first and foremost say that these are not bad people but we are just very different kinds of people I guess um we went to Chick-fil-a almost every week and I hated it I couldn't say anything about it. I was still in the closet. I didn't want to lose my job. They were—they said that they weren't a Christian organization, but, like, went to church every Sunday, prayed a lot, said a lot of Jesus things. It, it, it seemed dumb. I couldn't, like, like the dress codes were very, very conservative Christian. And I, I don't know. I, a lot of it didn't sit right with me because when you're trying to liberate, not liberate. When you're trying to help young women, especially learn how to set boundaries with their sexuality, you need to not teach them that, like, their body is the problem. But, like, IDK, maybe just me. I want to become a teacher just so I can, like, anti-dress code them. Like, do wear whatever the fuck you want. Like, show your midriff. Like, control your men. Please. Anyway. Um, so, Yeah. Rainbow capitalism ring it back up these are companies that um, they'll make a pride banner as soon as it turns to June 1st they'll they'll make something rainbow they'll change their logo to make it pretty and lo- and, and gay but Meanwhile, the other 11 months of the year, they're donating to anti-gay corporations or politicians. Here are some examples of some uh, companies that are guilty of rainbow capitalism. Um, Some examples of this are uh, Pfizer, sad, I have you in my veins, Comcast. um, These are just like rainbow washing. Uh, It says Spotify, but I feel like Spotify is usually decent at it. It's just a lot of rainbow washing, so you'll see it come up during Pride Month, they're going to be like, oh, we love the gays. Yeah, do you? Do you, though? How how, how, about, how have you donated? How have you helped the gays? Also, all of the little, like, Pride merch that you see come out, you're like, what is half of this stuff? Do you, they think that we just want to, like, wear rainbows in and out our buttholes and that, like, I am a walking rainbow. Um, no, I do like a rainbow shirt here and there. But it's not really like whatevs. Um, so, okay, so here's the article. Um, so according to Forbes, these are some companies that donated to anti-gay c- politicians. I have the numbers for you. Get ready. It's fucking annoying as shit. at and donated over two, almost $3 million to 193 anti-gay politicians. UPS donated over $2 million to 159 anti-gay politicians. Comcast donated over $2 million to 154. Home Depot, fuck you, Home Depot. I have never felt more betrayed. You were a place for the lesbians. You were a safe haven for us. And now I will be going to Lowe's. Okay, Home Depot donated um, $1,800,000. Uh, basically, over almost two million to 111 anti-gay co- uh, politicians. General Electric donated um, like a little less than 1.5 million. FedEx donated 1.2 million. UBS, who's UBS? <laughs> You're BS, <laughs> whatever. Um, donated a little over a million to 72 anti-gay politicians. Verizon, I'm about to throw my fucking phone. I have Verizon and AT and So who's safe? T-Mobile. T-Mobile, I will be switched in your pink. Ooh, I hope T-Mobile is good. Okay, um, a little over a million. And Pfizer, dang it, oh my God. That's like, I got you in my body. Like, seriously? Whatever, I can't believe I trusted you. Oh my God, I should have gotten Moderna. Can we talk, a- okay, so that's rainbow capitalism. Bad, no, no, don't just fucking stick a, stick a rainbow on it and call it good. This is a really random fact, tidbit. I fucking love Dolly Parton. Can we just all acknowledge that we are not worthy of Dolly Parton? I Anytime I see something where she's like helping people, all of the things that she did for the vaccine, just like, oh, Dolly, sweet Dolly, we do not deserve you. Hey, um, if you're my girlfriend and you're listening to this and you don't take me to Dolly World within the next year, I'm going to be sad. I really want to go to Dolly World. That's like, or if anyone is listening to this and they want to like send me tickets to Dolly World, that is, oh my God, that is so what I want to do. I want to go to Dolly World this summer. Who is coming with me? Okay, I want to know how, okay, Valerie, you can't get distracted. I'm literally about to like look up where's Dolly World, how far are the tickets, like how much does this cost, what are the best foods, what are the best restaurants to eat in Dolly World? Like I'm on my way. Kayla, pack your bags. We're going to Dolly World. Um, Yeah, we're not worthy of Dolly Parton. Um, so now that we've kind of gotten through a little bit of the history pride, there's a lot, a lot more where that came from. I really just kind of like wrote my notes down and gave you an abridged version. Um, and I'm so sorry that I'm a little bit of a hot mess express trying to like get my words out. It's much harder (laughs) to do this by yourself. Kayla, you were so right. I, as a femme, literally come out every damn day. I, I, people don't know I'm gay when they see me half the time. I don't have a a particular, you know, gay style. When I first came out, like, last year, when I was like, hmm, I think I'm gay gay, um, there are some times where I would just, like, try to dress more gay, because I would be like, I want everyone to know, here I am, but I think that goes for any baby gay, like, as you grow into, you're just like, I am who I am, like, I don't need to dress any more gay to be any valid in my sexuality. I guess, um... It kind of goes, like, with anyone, how they say, uh, like, other people knew before I did, I guess. When I was in, like, I can remember back to, like, middle school, being attracted to, to girls, like, sneaking onto my uh, stepdad's laptop and Googling girls kissing girls and, like, touching myself in the bathroom. Um, what skis? And I remember getting bullied by my friends in middle school because I... I I don't know what made them gave it away but they would like call me Ellen DeGeneres and like they would just like call me out for being gay and one of my good friends actually that I grew up with is trans um, and he's I think doing great and it's just like it's so funny to see how full circle all of these things come like when they come out because like They weren't wrong, (laughs) and I am indeed very, very gay. And then I remember – so, like, fast forward when I was about 14, 15 at summer camp – Um, I was like a boy crazy teenager too. And I feel like that weirdly enough can be, you're either like repulsed by boys or you're like a very boy crazy when you're a closeted lesbian. And I was the latter. And when I was at summer camp, it was just like all about the boys. Like, who am I going to kiss? But then I would be like in our, so we were an all girls camp and then across like right next to us was the all boys camp. And we would have like a social and a co-ed day. And like you'd ask someone out of the co-ed day to the social X, Y, Z. But most of the time it was just all of us girls together and so I've, I remember it was like my last year of being a camper like my senior I was in the senior section I just remember me and like a few girls in my cabin were like I think that like we're attracted there's this one counselor um who was kind of like had like more masculine features she was definitely like a tomboy I think like stick it vibes but so hot like I think lesbianism emerged at summer camp. Um, Like, raise your hand if your gay awakening was at summer camp. But, yeah, so we were all, like, I think we're attracted to her. And we all just had, um, like, a breakdown. And then one of my – and, like, two of us did end up being uh, queer folks. And I just think it's really funny that – oh, that's also the cabin that that, that taught me how to queef. Fun fact. But (laughs) – this girl. Never mind. I'm so sorry. I've already had a TikTok blow up about her. I don't want to call her out even more, because um, you know she's cool, and you know there's no 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 shame in the queef game. Um. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> anyway, so I remember one day at summer camp, there was a counselor, Lexi. Um, Lexi is um, a lesbian and is married to a beautiful wife. They're an awesome couple. Um, And Lexi was the lifeguard. Um, We were in like water skiing class and we were playing this game where we jumped off the dock. And so the game was you would run and as you were running, someone would say a question right as you were jumping and you have to answer it before you hit the water. And so it could be like blue or yellow and you'd be like blue. Ah, um, and then you'd hit the water. And so Lexi fucking knew it. She knew I was gay. She fucking knew, Lexi. She knew. Um, and so I'm running and she just goes, boys or girls? And I like panic and I'm like, girls. And then I like come up and she's like, did you just say girls? And I was like, no, no, I didn't. Like what? Um, and I, I totally did. I I did say girls and, um, you were right, Lexi. Um, so fast forward to, um, Like, all throughout high school, I was still kind of in the closet, and I don't really think it, like, occurred to me completely. Um, Actually, now that I think of it, the night that I lost my virginity to a man, there was also some uh, – there was another couple there, and there was some – the, some women action going on. So now that I'm thinking about it, oh my God. <laughs> okay, anyway, uh, so scratch that. I did do a few gay things in uh, high school. Uh, I don't think I put two and two together by then. And when by the time I got to college, I, I don't remember when, but I think I, I just started kind of accepting that I was you know just queer and bisexual. And it had probably a, a little bit to do with the fact that I was in a, a theater major. So there was... There was no straightness to be found within my entire department. Um, and, you know, I had my f- first, like, few, like, lady friends in college. There was one time where I made out with, I think, a girl at pirate party and fucking stupid-ass straight men took a video of it. And it ended up going on, like, like the, the bar stool of my college. Um, so that was kind of annoying. Um... But yeah, and so college, like I did have like my first like girly girl, and I actually met uh, the first like girl that I really dated through Kayla. Um, that didn't work out, and then I moved to South Carolina, and I really only had one encounter with a woman down there. Um, shout out to you, girl, if you're listening. We're still kind of like friends. And then I moved up here, and it wasn't until I think last last year. I think it was right when I moved back up, um, like around Valentine's Day was what kind of started it. I met this girl, uh, I'm not going to name her name, but I went out with my friend Olivia to Howl at the Moon in Boston and I saw this like cute masked girl and I was like giving her eyes across the bar and I was like, rrr, rrr, rrr. and then I went up to her and I was like, can I buy you a drink? And she was like, yeah, because I was wearing like full on like red lingerie, um, underneath like a mesh top, like super done up, super femme. Like (laughs) I don't think that she ever would have approached me if I didn't approach her first. And so we, uh, ended up hooking up in the bathroom and then it was, that was kind of it from there. I don't think I dated, I think like I dated one guy after that and he, um, had pretty feminine features, but yeah. And so I came out fast forward, we go into quarantine. And I think that was, it was a case for a lot of people where you're, you're stuck with your thoughts. You're, you're stuck out of the, you don't have the influences from the outside world. And I realized how much of my heterosexuality was literally just comp and how much I even see it now as a server that I just like attention and maybe I'm a narcissist. Maybe I'm just a Leo, but I think that this is the case for a lot of gay women is that you just, you can't figure out the difference between, am I actually attracted to this, or do I just simply like the attention, um, and so, I had a lot, I had a lot of compet that I needed, which is compulsive heterosexuality, that I needed to unpack, and, you know, I, I, I came out, I think it was, like, last June, I, like, was, like, to everyone, I was, like, hey, guys, I'm, I'm gay, um, I had my first, like, real girlfriend that was kind of... It was, like, unhealthy. We rushed into it super, like... You know, I'm, like, a baby gay thinking, like, this is normal and stuff. It's, like, love bombing. And no, you do not need to U-Haul and say I love you after two weeks. Like, you really don't. It's not the healthiest thing to do. I promise you. Um, Don't do that. And so I came out in. June of last year and then I was doubting myself I was like maybe I am bi and I dated like I I went back to men like twice not but not back to men but I like was just like testing to make sure Um, yeah no no vest definitely gay Um, (laughs) um, I've I've had sex with men I can kind of enjoy it Uh, it's just not the same and the feeling that I get when I kiss men it's just not the same. And you can even ask Kayla. Kayla can tell from a mile away. She was so sick of me when I went back to men for that like two month period. Or like when I was just like, you know, she needed attention. She was like Val, Why are you doing this to yourself? Um, yeah, it just never worked for me. I think that when I was dating men, I would constantly need to validate my own feelings. I would be in my head just like literally compulsively being like, I like them, I like them, I like them. And like, I, I have a girlfriend now, and I never have to sit my, and my remind myself that I like my girlfriend. I literally like, it is so blasphemous that I used to do that. Like my, say my same my ex boyfriend same was Jack. I'd literally be sitting in my, I'd be like, I love Jack. I love Jack. I love Jack. Jack is my boyfriend. I love Jack. Jack is my boyfriend. Like, what the fuck? What the fuck? How did I, I guess I'm happy that I know now by almost 25. I'm happy that I figured it out, but I'm a little upset that I wasted so many hot years on stupid boys. Like, oh my God, I could have been shaking my ass in like a gay club this whole fucking time. Also, there are not enough lesbian bars in America. That's a whole episode in itself. I'm not even gonna get into that today because I haven't even done my research on like to give you all the real 411, but I can tell you that there's like literally, I think there's like less than 30. There's like like none. <laughs> no lesbian bars. So we need more safe spaces, please. Yeah, so um, now I am almost 25. I'm in a very happy gay relationship. And I, you know, I really couldn't be happier. I, She's great. She makes my my heart tinkle and um yeah I am very happy it's actually your birthday this weekend but um so that is like my pride ish journey that is my coming out journey my name is Val I identify I I just say I'm gay honestly I, I I guess you could call me a lesbian um I I think that queer is a great term because I do think that sexuality is such a spectrum. And if, if I did date a man one day, that doesn't make my, my attraction to women any less valid. Although I don't plan on dating a man, um, because I, I plan on being with my girlfriend. Um, so weird. (laughs) I didn't in that in a relationship. I'm still like, I'm like, wait, what, what, what's going on? Um, there's a, there's a thumb in the studio. It's just like thumbs up. I just realized it. It's like staring at me. It's saying thumbs up, stick this thumb up your, up your butthole. Um, but use some lube. Kayla is going to hate editing this. You know what, Kayla? Just keep, keep all my weirdness in. Like, let's just show the people. Let's just, let's just, you know, sun's out, buns out, show them the areolas, show them the nipples, bring it on, bring it on like Donkey Kong. Um, Wow, I guess I'm feeling a little bit raunch today, but that's okay. (laughs) That's a-okay. So let's play some this or that. Okay, Diet Coke or Coke? Honestly, I'm going to go Coke. Um, Blue or yellow? I'm going to go yellow for sure. Okay, let's actually go through some of my favorite things. I love Criminal Minds. I love um, books that bring me to a different place. I love swings and hammocks. Dang it. I forgot to pack my hammock for this weekend. That would have been a really good thing to pack. Oh, well. I love Kayla. I love weed. I love my father. I love my mother. Oh, oh by the way, if, you, if you're if you listening and you didn't know, I am adopted. Fun fact. Um, I love Disney World. I am shamelessly a Disney adult. Oh, oh my God. Oh my God. I just admitted that on the air. Yes. I am a Disney adult. And you know what? I'm really over people Making people feel bad about the little things that make them happy. Are they a big corporation that I maybe shouldn't be giving my money to? Yes. Are there more places to travel to in the yes. world? But am I going to keep going to Disney World once in a while? Also, yes. It makes me happy, and it's where I had some of the best memories of my childhood. Um, I really love cows. I don't really love getting massages that much. One time, I got my ex-boyfriend and I a couples massage. Hear me out. So he was like a little bit over six feet. I'm like five five, kind of fragile, really bruise easy. He's like a big meathead, juicehead. Blah, that cheated on me. Fuck you. Um, he says he didn't cheat on me, but we both know you did. Anyway, um, so I got a, a couple's massage for his birthday because I'm actually a selfish bitch and I wanted to be a part of the massage, not because I was like jealous. I literally just wanted a massage out of it. I'm really exposing myself today so anyway we go in there and he gets this like gentle little woman with like nice soft hands I get this big huge fucking dude that literally looks like the Hulk and he's like relax relax I'm like don't tell me to relax you're literally like punching my skin I hate this long story short Val does not like massages okay I'm not afraid of spiders, though, and I'm not afraid of bees, and I will capture them and I will release them. My first ever job was at the Venetian, um, and it was I was the phone takeout girl, and I spent all my money on weed. Uh, my favorite number is 27. I actually like probably like 32, maybe. 32 is a really good digit. Yeah. Um, my ring size, in case you were wondering, is about a six. My shoe size is seven, is a 7.5. I, um, lost my virginity, lost my smoking virginity, and lost my drinking virginity all in the same year. Not going to tell you which one, though. Ha ha. I graduated high school with a 3.6 GPA, and I graduated college with a 3.8, with a A. A. B.A. in, uh, theater, uh, majors in, or concentrations in acting and directing. All Um, right. Um, I really think this episode may have taken a turn for the sour milk, but that's okay. That's a-okay. In summary, Stonewall started as a riot. We would not have today, we would not have the pride that we have today without black trans women. That's that's just that's just the facts, okay? That's just the facts. Um, Rainbow capitalism sucks. Sucks if you just stick a, a flag on it and call it a day. Fuck you, fuck you. And I'm gay, and I miss Kayla, and it's hard to do this w- without her. Um, but hopefully, I gave you guys a little bit of insight today. Hopefully you you can come out of this episode and just remember what pride is really about um it, it it's so much more than just rainbows and 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 being happy and parades and those though those things are really fun and I do want you to celebrate you and celebrate the queer people in your life. Just remember where it all started. Um, you can find me on social media at Val veggies on Instagram or you can find me at One Bro on TikTok. Follow us at Twenty What Pod on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, not Facebook, or email us at Twenty What Podcast at Gmail or find our website at Twenty What Pod com or. Go check out Kayla's new social media management business at Kay Nicole Marketing. I'm so proud of her. She she just works so hard. Um, if you have not Venmoed Kayla $5 today, remember to go do that. And um, other than that, I will uh, go go go, grab a snack maybe in, in the staples. I th- I'm feeling a little hungry after all that babbling. Um, anyway, I miss Kayla so much and hopefully she will be sitting next to me not too long from now.